Oh, it's you. Hello. Welcome to Micro Micro Movie Micro Where we talk about stuff that's on our weird little minds. <laughs> Hey, my guys, gals, and goonies, this is Mac cutting in for an extra special super bonus episode. No, it's not that special. This is just an episode I recorded with our guest Jake from the Lost and Found and Grand Moff Talking podcast. This is something we recorded back in April 14th of this year, uh, just after the Ready Player One episode, and we didn't have a whole lot of time. And the audio quality is kind of bad, so I apologize for that. Uh, but Jake and I talked about The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012, and we just talk at each other's faces for a while. Wasn't really sure what to do with this conversation, but since Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is out, and Jake yelled at me recently for not releasing it, it seemed like a good time to let this one go out to my internet peeps. Um, on a side note, this might be our last episode of the year, if everything goes according to plan, but maybe not, I don't know, there's some things that are still up in the air. Uh, what I can say is that there is an announcement coming with news and stuff, and once that gets released there won't be episodes for a little while. We'll be taking a much needed break. Well, that's all I have, and now on with the show. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Mac again. I'm back. I'm back in a big way. Mac again. Hey, you're not allowed to talk yet. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> We're not formal on this show. Uh, without Peter, W slash O without Peter. And I'm here with Jake again. We're going to talk about, I think, the Amazing Spider-Man series. We're going to talk about the, the first Amazing Spider-Man. The first one, not the second one? Not the second one. That's a whole other conversation. Well, first Mac. off, before we get into that, how you doing? Yeah. Man? Well, I'm not good. Why not? Um... We had to talk about Ready Player One. <laughs> Put me in a bad mood. Uh, but I'm feeling great. Uh, but you you like The Amazing Spider-Man. No, you're wrong. Okay, see? Thank uh, you we, for... We have, we have to hash this out. <laughs> we have to hash this out, because I swear you were like, oh, I love it. It's my favorite. I love it. It's so great. Um, oh, so I, I have very mixed feelings on it. Oh, you have mixed I, feelings That's what I'd like it. to talk about. It's right. a movie that... Let's get I, it straight for the record. When this came out, I thought it was great. And it's a movie that... Uh, Spider-Man's probably my favorite superhero, so re-watching it and using my brain to think about it, I have liked it less and less over the years. And what's crazy to me is just this this movie is a really weird um, like pop culture footnote, and it's a Spider-Man movie that everybody saw, and okay. yet it's forgotten. Like, it's 
<laughs> Spider- that guy is not Spider-Man anymore. It is not the, like, instant classic that were the Raimi movies. It's not this new one that everybody psyched about and everybody instantly loved and accepted. It's this other guy who is Spider-Man for, they've like, a buried, second. They've buried that pretty deep. They have- they have taken many shovels and buried it. And it's- in the way- and the fact that it was buried is weird, too, because- the movies were successful, and the second one got like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and they lost their minds and just sold the rights to to Marvel, well, or split the rights. Yeah. But this movie is crazy in how completely bland and uninteresting it is. And I, I think what interests me about it is when a movie is made because it has to be made. Uh, see, I hate that. And, yes. I understand from a legal aspect, in order to obtain, you know, maintain the rights, you have to make a movie or do something with the property yeah. or else it goes back to Marvel or whatever. But It's, it's not good. Then just do something crazy. Do something you haven't done before. So this is what's interesting about this. Okay. And I, I've been, for some reason, I've been wanting to talk about this because it's been in my brain. Get it out. I, okay. It's coming out. Well, hurry up. Of my brain through my it's mouth. It's taking too long. Okay. I'm going to take a couple more minutes to warm up. But <laughs> <laughs> Me, 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 me. So what's weird about this movie is that it... Like, every decision that it makes was in an attempt to differentiate itself just enough from the Raimi movies. It, every decision was made not because it was the most interesting choice to make for the character, but because, well, we have to, audiences will never understand if we were to just randomly put Peter Parker back in high school and reboot the franchise. Nobody could ever do that and make a bajillion dollars off of it with Spider-Man Homecoming. (laughs) People will be confused. We can't just randomly give them web shooters. People need to see the science behind it. People would be, though. That's the thing. They would not be because they did it with Spider-Man Homecoming, and everybody loved it. Nobody had any questions. Yeah, but it's been a long time, though. It's been longer. I think people now... Pull this up while you're talking. Go ahead. So they just thought that they had to reboot it and do an origin story again because they wanted to put Peter Parker back in high school, which, fine. But the first Raimi Spider-Man movie, as a movie... I understand people don't like the campiness of it. They don't like that Peter Parker, you know, is out of high school after the first act of the movie. They don't like Tobey Maguire. All, all those things are fine. But I think from a movie-making and screenwriting standpoint, as a flawless movie, in the way it does origin stories, uh, or an origin story, it doesn't do multiple origin stories. I, I know what say. you mean. I know what you mean. It was the foundation for origin stories going forward. And the movie... It just makes sense. It paints a really simple picture of Peter Parker. Like, the movie starts out with him chasing after a bus that's left him behind. You immediately understand he's a nerd. You see him stare at Mary Jane. But that bus is going to a science laboratory for a school field trip. So you're immediately, like, the very beginning of the movie. It's Peter Parker. He's a nerd. He's going to school. It has a nice little voiceover, which we talked about, which works in this movie. It's good. In the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Who am I? You sure you want to know? But it My works. My story is not for the faint of heart. But it works, though. I may have seen that movie. Because it's not forced. And it, it feels like he's telling a story to a single person. And you get the sense that this guy's a complete dork because the way he talks is ridiculous. And right. it's well-directed. It's shot, obviously. But as soon as they get to the, like, the science laboratory, it pans over. And you see Harry getting out of his car. You see his dad abusing him verbally. Harry's ashamed of his dad, but Harry's dad loves Peter Parker. Like, all the dynamics of the movie, of the entire movie, are established within the first, like, 15 minutes. And within 15 minutes, he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is great. It's great filmmaking. Yes. So the amazing Spider-Man... Like, Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. And I only mention this because 
everything that the Amazing Spider-Man does is such a reaction to what was already done. Amazing Sp or Raimi Spider-Man, Peter Parker is a nerd who is unlucky in love and just in life. He's in the wrong place at the wrong time, but gets amazing powers and has to learn the power of responsibility. In the in the Amazing Spider-Man, yeah, Peter Parker isn't a nerd because the first thing that we see him do is skateboarding down a hallway because that's movie shorthand for cool Bart Simpson guy. <laughs> he's not a nerd because he's basically cool. He is brave. He immediately stands up to the school bully in the first scene. And yes, he gets beat up, but that was kind of a brave thing to do. In the next scene, he immediately gets the girl. The girl is immediately interested in him because he looks like a male model. He's not a, he's, he's not he's not a nerd. Yeah, but I, but he I don't think him being good sometimes. looking or skateboarding down the hall can can say okay he's too cool. But in I, but I agree. They try to make him seem as he, he's an outsider. He doesn't feel like he fits in anywhere because his parents abandoned him when he was. I agree that that is movie shorthand for that. But I think in a way you could have made that work. Does that work for this movie? No, I don't think so. I, don't I know think what you're so. saying. I know what you're saying. And from there, so we don't really know who this guy is. No. And you could say, well, that's because he doesn't know who he is. But I don't think that's what they're that's going for with the very simple origin for. story of Peter Parker. And the way he gets his powers is, like, kind of a long story. He doesn't just go on a school field trip and get by, bit by a spider. He is obsessed with the mystery of his parents' death. They died in a plane accident, but he doesn't believe it. So one day, he goes downstairs and looks beneath the stairs where he never looked before, apparently, and finds his dad's briefcase where he finds some documents... Which leads him to research Oscorp, which leads him to go to Oscorp, where he has to steal a Hispanic person's identity, <laughs> thus losing that person's chance of ever getting a job at Oscorp. He goes and sneaks away from an internship tour that Gwen Stacy is giving and sneaks into a room with a spider carousel and plucks a web thing. And so, of course, a million spiders fall on top of him. But then just one stays on him and bites him a little bit later... And that's how he gets his powers, and it's just—it's that's crazy. It, it's and it's not bad, but it's just they had to do it differently. Um, so they have to jump through all these hoops. Okay, so they, this is what they did. This is what they did. You're right. I want to acknowledge what you said. You're totally. And, and that's all I came here to hear. <laughs> you can leave now. Actually, I just want to be told. All I'm right. Ready. I'll see you later. <laughs> Thank you so much. No. Um. They heard all these complaints from the Sam Raimi. It's too cheesy. Yes. It's it's like it's not comic book accurate. He's got organic web and which honestly, can we talk about that? I yeah. I enjoy that. If you're gonna change something about something, at least have it make sense. And I've argued with this with many comic book fans because I'm that kind of nerd. Yep. I've said if you're gonna change something about Spider-Man, make him have organic web. Yeah, but in the comic books, he makes his own web fluid and he adds stuff to it. And he to can me, do, if I'm he like, gets all the powers of a spider, that includes making that includes webs. making web. <laughs> yes, I so agree. you can't tell me that that doesn't make sense. It at least makes sense. And honestly, if yeah, you that's want, a good change. It's a good change. And honestly, if you did want to, okay, he makes the different kinds of webbing in the comic book. All you have to do is make him invent a thing that goes on top of his wrist, so when the webbing comes out, this device yeah. changes the webbing based on the different things the device on this because that's what happens in the comic book he has mm -hmm. different cartridges and he has different fluid Which and you is... can change it if he has organic fluid just make something that goes the organic fluid goes through this device and then it shoots out whatever he wants to shoot out that's a simple thing to solve but they took that like they didn't like the cheesiness they didn't like the organic web they didn't like 
uh, I don't know, maybe Tobey Maguire. They like, yeah, where's, like where's Gwen Stacy? I know she's in the third Raimi movie, but like, so they took everything that the complaints that people didn't like, and they're like, well, we're gonna make a movie yes. that addresses those complaints. We know what it won't do. Yeah, and then you're like, well, what will it do? And it'd be like, well, he'll the problem, fight a lizard man or something. I don't know. See, this is this is the thing I had. So the first one, I just looked it up. It's on my phone. The first one's in 2002 with Sam Raimi. 2004 yes. is the next one. 2007. You could have just asked me. I know when all movies come out ever. No, you don't. 2012 is when Amazing Spider-Man oh, well, came out. Yeah, that's fairly recent. And then the second one came out in 2014. So that's, I mean, that's really, really re- um, recent. Yes. That the last Spider-Man movie came out. And you're right. No one talks about it. No, no. one says. No one tries to defend it. No one tries. No, everyone's totally fine. Everybody's totally fine that that Spider-Man is dead and gone. It's like like a like a I don't know sports at all, but it just seems like a player is taken off the court. He gets an injury. He's taken off the court. They replace him with a new guy no one's ever heard of, and everyone's like, "Yay!" And nobody ever cares about that athlete who just died on the court. They nobody cares. He's dead to us. Now. He's dead to us. They take this guy. They replace him with a new us. guy, and nobody ever even asks about him ever again. It's completely bizarre. But yeah, but you're right. I think. But I think like that's why the movie feels a little bit wrong, and it, it, it was never as immediately beloved as Spider-Man: Homecoming because it, it did. It feels like a movie made by committee, yes. which obviously all Marvel movies are. But there's a certain it that Spider-Man: Homecoming knew exactly what it wanted to be. It's like we're gonna make a John Hughes movie with Spider-Man, and they did that exactly. And it was great. Yeah. Also, they were just like, well, we're just gonna give him web shooters. But they didn't just do it because nerds complain about it. They're like, well, if we're going to give them web shooters, we should probably make it part of the movie. And so they do. Like, what happens if he gets, like, new web shooters? He doesn't know how to use them. Or what happens if he doesn't have them? Right. And which, or what if somebody else finds his web shooters and uses them Because that's what happens them? in the comic book. And exactly. It, and it creates he runs out drama of ammo. within the story. So this movie, like, there's in a... And they hyped this up so much when the movie's coming out. Is Mark Webb was like, it's just going to feel like an indie movie... But with Spider-Man as the hero, which I was like, that sounds kind of cool. We're going to bring the webbing back. That could work. That could work. But I think what they meant by we're going to make an indie movie is we're going to have one Coldplay song play one time during a montage of skateboarding. (laughs) So that, I guess... The music in the second one is awful. It's very bad. It... But yeah, I, I guess I'm just kind of fascinated by it because everything they do is just like, well, let's... How do we make it a little bit different? And it's the origin story part that they flub so hard. Because I would argue that the second half of the movie, when it's just exploring him and Gwen Stacy's relationship, is really good. And the final fight is exciting. And the way that oh, Captain Stacy dies is interesting. And I was trying to think of who the bad guy was because I couldn't it's, remember. It's, it's well, a lizard. There you go. It's the lizard. It's yeah. a lizard. And, and that's the thing. Like, for all the talk of... We, Wow, that movie sucks. It, it's really not good. And <laughs> here's the thing. You can criticize Man of Steel for being too gritty or dark or whatever. Yeah. But it commits to that style. And it's like, okay, if we're going to make a grounded superhero movie about what would it be like if Superman really existed, then we're just going to follow that through all the way. Yeah. And it sticks to that. This movie, that's all they talked about was we're making a grounded Spider-Man movie that takes place in our world. And what the villain is is a scientist who turns himself into a lizard and wants to turn the entire city of New York into lizard people and so he spreads a lizard gas. Because movie. <laughs> because it's a movie and he has to be evil. <laughs> I don't even Because know. he lost his arm one time and was sad. <laughs> I, I don't even know. It's so cartoonish. It's it, not even funny. It's way more cartoony than anything that happened in the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Is is a gas that turns people into <laughs> evil into lizards. Into lizards. <laughs> it's crazy. And the thing, the, the most offensive part of the movie to me 
is the mystery, quote unquote, of what happened to Peter's parents. It, it, it fails on a for me as a like, as a fan standpoint because I'm, I'm a comic book Spider-Man fan as well, and as a movie making standpoint, I think it fails immediately because you don't care. You don't care, first of all, and here's why you don't care. Mysteries are good. Make it a mystery. What happened to his parents? And they hype this up in all the trailers. The true story of Spider-Man's parents will be revealed in 2012. <laughs> and all in the very first scene, it starts off young Peter Parker explaining hide and go seek with his dad, which is, hey, do you think that was foreshadowing that he's searching for his dad and that would be what he was doing metaphorically what? the rest of the film? What? And so, like, he... You hear like a crashing, and the the office has been broken into, like his dad's study. And as they like, he like, takes Peter. Come on, we gotta get out of here. Our office has been broken into. And you get the sense that he's always doing like scientific research that yeah. somebody's after. And they pan over, and there's the Spider-Man spider in a glass case. In the th- first thirty seconds of the movie, and so that ruins your mystery right there because immediately you know, oh well, they were doing some kind of scientific research into genetically altering a spider <laughs> and somebody wanted that research and killed him for it and lo and behold a whole movie later yes that's exactly what happened and midway through this movie the movie forgets about it oh yeah here's the other thing that annoys me is like the very end the movie does the annoying cliche of oh wouldn't you know it before uncle ben died he left you a voicemail and it happened to be a really nice closing monologue for the movie. It's not like, hey, Peter, you didn't flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if that was it? It's like this emotional monologue set to Coldplay. And, and you know, it's just like him trying to be a better person. But it's just, Peter, um, this is the grocery list for today was I need avocados. Yeah, we need that weird milk your aunt likes. I forget what it's called. You know, like... You didn't take out the trash, son. I don't know how many times I didn't tell you to take yeah. out the trash. No, it's like, Peter, I know you're a growing boy. And you're going to face a lot of mysteries in life that you're just not going to know how to solve. Like, it, it, it happens to be about... Just, you're going to get hair in weird places. <laughs> and, it just, and he does say that. And But what he means is Harry Osborn, which is foreshadowing for Amazing Spider-Man 2. You're going to have Harry Osborn, Osborn in weird places. <laughs> and that's true, because that actor is terrible in the second movie. But, like, this closing monologue is kind of about, like, how some mysteries you just can't solve. And it's kind of profound. Like, oh, he never did find out what happened to his parents, but that's okay, because that wasn't what was important. His real family was Uncle Ben and Aunt May, and he didn't need to know who his parents were. That's, but that's, that's not the message of the movie, because no. the Amazing Spider-Man 2 opens up with his parents being killed in a ninja fight. And then, <laughs> so then we really know how they died, even though On we knew airplane. in the first 30 seconds of the first movie, now we really for sure know. And yet uh. still, the, almost the entirety of the second movie is based around Peter wanting to solve this mystery of his parents' death. So, so it fails because we know the answer from the first 30 seconds of the movie, and it turns out to be really true. It's really bad storytelling. Yes. It's really bad storytelling, and it does, like, not everything wrong, but a lot of things wrong. It so does I a have, lot of things so wrong. So I have a question. I have a question. Ask me your question. Why... Now are you are you said you've been wanting to talk about this? Why now? I don't know. What, what has sparked that? I started thinking about it one day and I couldn't stop thinking about it. It's I've gone so far as to like write out a script that I'm going to try to make a YouTube video. Does part of you really want it. to see like I honestly wanted to see the uh, the third one the third one yes I wanted I to obsessed. see how terrible it could have gotten. I'm obsessed with these movies because like the second one is is then like next level crazy bad. I mean but, weirdly I like the second one a lot more because it feels it's like more entertaining. It's more entertaining. In good ways and bad ways, but I think that the high points are really high, actually. Like, the death of Gwen Stacy is, like, really impactful and, and emotional, and the action is really 
fantastically well directed. It clearly had a bigger budget. I will say that the the Gwen Stacy Peter Parker relationship, their chemistry is so good. It's so good. It's really good. And I, I like the Raimi movies, and I like the relationship with uh, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, and Tobey Maguire. Well, just just Peter Parker and Mary Jane in that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it works on a certain level, but. It's almost more this, fairy tale esque in those movies. Like it's more. It is, but this one feels much more real world, and that's yeah. those are the best part of, of that movie. I totally agree. That does work. There's, so there are like good pieces in, in those movies that you can pick up on, and really, and that's why it is it is impactful when when yeah. Stacy dies in that movie. I'll tell you the other thing that I, I I'm obsessed with the unmade fourth Raimi Spider Man movie, which is so amazing, and they had concept art, art for it, and it's really interesting to read about. There's a lot of they did a lot of work on that movie. They did a ton of work in the movie. If you guys don't know about the fourth un- unmade Spider-Man movie, I'm sure there's a YouTube video about it, or just Google Probably. it. Probably there's just a Google it. Good like AV do Club bit, article. I yeah, think. is there? I think yeah, detailing it. Yeah, do do a little research on it if you are if you're into Spider-Man or the Raimi movies. It's worth a Google. It's so and it sounds like a really good movie. It sounds like it was gonna be like a really good movie, but the studio was screwing around with Raimi in the third one, and I think he just was done. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. You, yeah, you're ruining well, this he, for me. He was like, we were all really wanted to come back and do one right. Like, we really wanted to come back and like send the series off on a high note, because they none of them were happy with the third one, and the studio's like, now we're gonna go a different direction, and they made you know this reboot. And I'm also equally obsessed with the third. Actually, mostly made Amazing Spider-Man movie that just they never made. Because do you know this? Like the third Spider-Man movie was going to be two parts. They filmed. They were going to film them all in one chunk and release them. Oh, the like, third. Uh, the third Mark Webb Spider-Man movie. Oh no, I didn't know that. They. I didn't know that. A lot of the second one got cut out. Mary Jane was in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, 2, that's right. Shailene Woodley was supposed to be in it. Yeah, she was supposed to be Mary Jane, and she had scenes that were cut from the film. Yeah. They did a lot more foreshadowing. So, like, they actually had stuff filmed that was going to be in that movie that we've never seen. They had it outlined, and Mark Webb talked about it in a fairly recent interview, and he said that part of it was going to be about literally resurrecting Peter's dead dad, bringing him back from the dead. <laughs> and that is crazy. I would have. It sounds like the worst movie I'm ever made. You, but I'm telling you, I would I don't enjoy these movies, but I would have no. liked to have seen a third Spider-Man movie that just completely is off the rails. I think this is this is my thing with superhero movies. Is I think the the Marvel movies are flawlessly like they they put all the correct data points into a computer and churn out perfect movies every time. And some of them are more entertaining than others. But they just have found a flawless algorithm for making yeah. quality superhero films. I don't know. Most of them are not interesting. Some of them are. I thought I really like, you know, like Black Panther and like Winter Soldier and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And I like them all. But some of them are more ambitious than others. Right. Right. Thor Ragnarok is really cool. Yeah. Most of them were just like, we used our Marvel computer program to make a movie. I thought The Suicide Squad is one of the worst movies ever made. But I am really, I like watching that movie because it's crazy. It's crazy that a that a movie that a movie at all was made, in which the Joker is a crime boss with grills <laughs> and tattoos all over his body. One that's and who, damaged right on his forehead. And like like T Pain works for him, or like whoever, or Pitbull is like his buddy who works in his. <laughs> like that's insane. Essentially, Joker's a gangster. Joker's a gangster, and they, but they just made a movie, and uh. it was allowed to happen. And I want, and I, I would rather live in a world where like Tim Burton can just make a crazy Tim Burton 
Batman movie. Yeah. That movie's crazy. Than a movie where we just get, like, formulaic movies. Like, yeah. Batman Returns is a crazy, crazy movie. Batman and Batman Returns are crazy, crazy. They movies. are really not Batman movies at no. all. They're, but they're really, really good movies. And I like that we live in a world where Zack Snyder can make a movie that makes people angry because it's really <laughs> like a different interpretation of the characters. Hashtag not my Superman. <laughs> right, yeah, which that's fine. And I, 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 we could, we'll hash it out one day on the show. But I like that a crazy, like, controversial movie exists. I, I as much as I like Spider-Man Homecoming, I, I almost wish even more that we had this crazy third Amazing Spider-Man movie I really, where a, or a dead zombie Peter I Parker's thought about dead. that the other day. I like Homecoming, and I watched that recently. I love my, Homecoming um, so much. My wife's little cousin, he's like seven. Okay. He loves Spider-Man. He, it's it's a, a fantastic He has movie. a picture. He He's a really good artist for oh. his age. He drew a picture of me, and he cut it out, and it's hanging on my refrigerator. It's awesome. It's like has Spider-Man in like an action pose, which is really hard for a seven-year-old to do. I can And he's do even it got now. the web shooter hand. That's great. He cut it out. It's awesome. hard to do hands. So we watched that. It's super hard to do hands. <laughs> he, so we watched that movie, and I was like, man, this movie is so good. Spider-Man Homecoming really is really good. So good. good. Really like I remember good. liking it, but I was like, this movie's really freaking no, great. Good. One of the best Marvel. Like movies. I love it, and I love. Um, Tom Holland. Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I just, but I, I was like, part of me is like. I don't know why, but I want that third Spider-Man movie. I want that third Spider-Man I'd movie. Tell you, I don't know why, because I don't even like the first two. One of the reasons why I thought Black Panther was so cool was that that movie was weird, and it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It felt like a movie that this guy named Ryan Coogler wanted to direct called Black Panther. That was just a really weird movie about, like... A realm where your ancestors would exist in the forms of panthers and talk to you. I. It was a crazy movie. That movie is pretty different. I mean, it's 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 got a formula. It's got the Marvel. It does. Formula. I mean, it but did, but it didn't feel like a superhero movie. That movie. I like Ryan Coogler a lot. I've seen Fruitvale Station, and I love Creed because I'm a big Rocky fan. But I I he is a very underrated as director, and I'm so glad that movie's real successful. Um, I just think I like that movie. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. But. It's crazy to me that the movie's blowing up the way it is. I would have never expected that. It's speaking to the people. It's speaking to the people, and apparently I'm not a part of the people. <laughs> I'm some cave-dwelling weirdo. You're black. That's supposed to be your favorite movie, don't you know that? Oh. Haven't you read Twitter? They're going to take my black card away from me, Jake. Please help me. Please help me. I literally have no defense for you. Oh, my matter. God. No, but it's just funny to me that... I don't even like those movies, but I just really wanted to see where that was going. I kind of know I did too. I want to see. I'm like, you know what? Just, just let me, just let me decide for myself, and let me, because there are some movies that I'm like, why am I watching this? I don't even like this movie. Why am I (laughs) watching? It's because some movies just kind of pull you in, and I don't think these movies pull me in, but they're the real interesting. Like you said, in in reference to the history of Spider-Man in a cinematic world, like it's just, it's funny that, like, like you said, just out of nowhere, you're just like. You had this like burning passion about these movies. There was a very long that time people have forgotten about. There was a long time in the comics where Doctor Octopus and Spider-Man switched brains, like for a pretty decently long arc yes. in the comics. I know. And so like, and I thought I, I hated that. I, a lot of people really liked that arc, and I didn't care for it. But if that kind of thing can exist in a comic book, like let Mark Webb make his stupid movie where Peter's dead dad comes back. Yes. To life. Let. 
<laughs> Let's. Well, I, I'd rather have a movie go way, way, way out there. Me too. Like way out there and just fail and fall right on its stupid face. Yes. Then to have Paint by Numbers, which is a movie we just talked about, which is Ready Player One. Yeah. It's it's less than Paint by Numbers. It's Paint by Numbers, but also it's kind of stupid, just because of a number of different things. But I'd rather have Mark Webb's third Spider-Man movie than Ready Player One. He's such an uninteresting director, and yet he directed these movies that I find really fascinating. Almost because they're so uninteresting. I don't know. It's an I anomaly. Don't, I don't. It is an anomaly. I, w- I, I wish. Here's what I wish: is I wish that we could just live in a world where we could like crowdfund. Like Mark Webb. I know you don't even want to do this anymore, and you have no desire to. But just go out and make that movie for us. We know what it would have been like. <laughs> I want Tim Burton to make his third Batman movie, so I know what it would have been oh. with with um uh. Harvey Dent as see that I would have liked Harvey Dent, uh, Two Face, and the Riddler. What? What's? What's the actor's name? Who plays Lando? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. No, who plays the, what? Lando. Oh, with Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. He was, was gonna do it with Billy D. Williams. Yeah, it's established in the in the first Batman movie that he's yeah Harvey, he's Harvey Dent, Dent in and the that first was movie. that was the plan. They plans to make him Two Face in the third Batman movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, they he had... got screwed out, and I really like Billy D. Williams. It would have been really. They should have cool. brought Lando would've back been, for the new solo movie. Would have been I'm better joking. than Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, one of the worst performances of all time. I don't know what he was doing. I like Tommy Lee Jones, but that movie is that was not good casting. Yeah, well, it's funny. I like. Well, Dane DeHaan's not in the first one, is he? He's no, in the second he's one. he's in the second one. But I, Dennis Leary as Gwen Stacy's father. Is it Captain Stacy or whatever his yeah, name Captain is? Yeah, Captain Stacy. That is interesting in there, but it's real. It's done real weird. He's okay. That It has... Oh, no, that's the second one where he comes back as a ghost sort of thing. That, yes. <laughs> yep. Why aren't we talking about the second one? Amazing. Well, that's a future episode. Well, that's a future episode. I'll, I'll gladly come back and talk about Amazing All right, Spider-Man so final too. thoughts on this, Jake, and we got to wrap this up. Oh, man. It's... It's a fine movie. It's fine. There's nothing technically bad about it, other than it's a little bit wrong the whole time. It's just you watch it and you think, and you think that was okay. <laughs> nothing was bad, but then you think about it, <laughs> it's a little and, bit wrong. and you think about. I, I think that's what's interesting to me. It's hard to talk about movies that are just okay, and I think I've been intrigued by like, why was that movie just okay? Everything about it should have been great, but it was just okay. I think you and I are in the same boat. We love great movies, and we also love bad movies. Yes. So the worst thing a movie could be is completely boring and forgettable. Yes. And ju- or just normal. It made no choices. It made no, like, it didn't want to do anything interesting. It yes. It didn't want to really get back to the roots of the character because it did a lot of, like, things that were kind of different and weird. Because you and I both love really bad movies because we guess do. what? They're entertaining for yeah. all the wrong reasons, but they're still entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say right reasons, but exactly. You know, for yes. normal people, it would be all the wrong reasons. But right. for us, it's all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, which yeah. reminds me, I gotta get you a few bad movies that you gotta watch. Sure thing. I want your opinion on. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Yeah, so my wife that's loves great. Bad movies. Um, I'm not a big fan of Amazing Spider-Man, but it is interesting to talk about, and I didn't think this would be that interesting of a discussion because I think I thought everything. I'm had an been interesting s- person. I can make things interesting. Oh my god. <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> I'm gonna delete this. No one's ever gonna hear it again. No. Oh my no. Goodness. The world has you're, to hear our 20 minute discussion on this movie. Person. What are you, the Dzeki's guy? <laughs> anyway, stay thirsty. The world's most interesting podcaster. <laughs> uh, stay interesting, my friends. All yeah. right, that's it, guys. We're done here. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jake, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Anytime. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.
谷間の暗闇にキラリと光る光の目安らぎ捨てて全てを捨てて悪を追って空かける Change the apart of 
brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet oh-so-soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jasmine, Jake, and the one they call Isaac. My Zard, I will take it. I accept your proposition. You don't by chance have a relative by the name of Porp, do you? Yes. <laughs> I thought you might. What leads you down this line of Inquisition? I think I've seen him in here a few times. Yes. It was a pleasure doing business with you. Safe travels, Jorb. I commend you. And what about you? You listening, Chewbacca? <laughs> you said that right, old friend. That last episode was a doozy. <laughs>